0: Hi everyone! Welcome to episode 44 of the podcast. Today I have with me Natalie Kalbach, and she is a mixed media artist. I know her work a long time. I think we're going to be very interesting to listen to this conversation because Natalie has a more architecture style and uh, very unique. But she also has a blog that has. Um, a lot of content around mixed media because she has a line of products and classes so she has a team that you know shows some examples of her uh, products it was very interesting to learn about her inspiration and uh, how her culture affected her and we talk about of course my lovely new jersey as she is in new jersey i hope i enjoy i'm glad that i'm back into the swing of things and can release this a little faster for you I want to highlight that it would help so much if you could give five star at Apple Podcasts, or when you're listening on Spotify, you can just click on the star, and then you can leave it just star for us. It help other people to find the podcast, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Natalie Kalbach.
1: Welcome to the Artistically You podcast, where mixed media art is a place for all. Here, we are going to talk about art as a mindful practice, connect with our creativity, and embrace curiosity. This is your host, mixed media artist, Jana
0: Oliveira. Hi, Natalie. Good to see you.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: (laughs) Thanks for doing this again, because let me just update you guys, I don't know. We recorded this months ago, but my computer, I was using another Mac and my Mac was getting a little old or something. The is not working. And suddenly I'm like, why I don't find that file? Where's that file? And to this day, I cannot find that file. And so <laughs> I said, can you just please come again? <laughs> and she generously kindly came again <laughs> um, thank you so much so Natalie tell people where are you right now
1: I'm in Jersey City uh, in New Jersey right across the Hudson River from New York City Yay. Um, and yeah I'm in our little time not uh, townhouse so <laughs> I'm in my um, studio part where I have my computer and there's a stenciled wall that I Yeah, just...
0: it's a beautiful wall. It's beautiful. I was, I was like, I was going to talk about that. So, um, you know, for people that don't know, I used to live in New Jersey. I love New Jersey. I don't miss the code, though. Um, and so you have a new studio now, like, because you have a pretty good space studio in the other house, right?
1: Um, It was in the basement, so it was pretty Uh, dark. Um, It was beautiful and big, and I I liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, it was in the basement that was a problem, so it was very dark. And um, that was tough with painting or filming or photographing. Spraying Um, things. Exactly. You always need, like, artificial light. Uh, And the other problem was that that was um, the entranceway. So, it you know, it was an open space when you came into the house. So, uh, not a good space for an art studio where things can get messy. So, during the pandemic, that was actually not a problem because we didn't have visitors, right? But, yeah, so, but, um, yeah, so it, I mean, it was a great space, but um, there's lots lots of things that are better now, actually. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, and I know that it's not easy. When I moved here, and this was my... Probably eighth move and fifth state. So it's especially when you have art things, it's not easy. And and I did some cleanup. And even though I had a lot of things, I think most of the boxes that came were my studio boxes. So tell people what kind of art do you do. So tell people what kind of art do you do. Are you you are a mixed media artist? So
1: yeah, I do paintings, um, mostly urban inspired paintings of historic buildings um, with some history Um, and then I also do some art journaling (coughs) and I um, teach art so Mm -hmm. um, that's mostly what I do with my art yeah Yeah. and I do product designs um, and then use my um, products as well in my yes. artwork, so it's yeah, a I'm, mixture of, of all kinds of yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah, and we're going to talk about this because you, I have some of your stamps with art for me and stencils as well. It, you do stencils as well. Um, but I, what I'm very interested about your art is that this part of you, that I think is very unique that you focus on architecture art, which we don't have a tendency to see a lot, especially on mixed media art. And what I love as well, though, is that you create with your stamps and your designs, a lot of patterns.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I love that because, you know, I love our journal as well, and I'm a big proponent of it. And um, I love that you use that contrast because you use sometimes uh, your designs of the buildings and then you put the pattern sometimes in the bottom and you use, we can see you use a lot of materials together. Why did you, got, why did you get so interested about, um, you know, architecture and, and, you know, taking your art that way?
1: Um, I think that comes from um, my family and parents. We, um, you know, we used a lot uh, we moved a lot, and um, I've always been interested in old buildings, but so have my family and my parents. Um, I'm I'm from Germany, as you can hear from my accent, and I, um, I was always intrigued in old buildings and actually the stories that are behind it. And then when I was older, we moved to a lot of areas in cities that um, other people might have deemed as not necessarily livable. Um, you know, the abandoned crazy areas of a city that then went through gentrification. Um, and I always love digging into this circle of life with uh, buildings, the stories that a building could tell, um, the intriguing little details that usually were used a lot in older buildings, you know, on the facade, but also the stories behind it, the people that came inhabited that building for a Mm -hmm. while and i'm also interested in the change of usages so i lived for example in the ticonderoga pencil number two uh um building here in jersey city and um you know i thought i've always find it interesting when buildings were used for something different Mm -hmm. like old churches or factories or warehouses and then they're being um, neglected and you know abandoned and mm-hmm. fall apart, and then they become a new life. Uh, of course, the whole topic of gentrification is a very loaded one, but I'm like very interested in this whole you know change. Uh, the life, uh, life and the world changes, and uh, building is a good representation for for that.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm showing here at the Instagram, and this is an example of your, um, you know, art here. As, you, as I was saying, like you have this stenciling and pattern on the back. And mm-hmm. did you already knew how to draw buildings? Because for example, if I try to draw buildings, like, no. <laughs> um, so did you do any courses, or it was just because you were just looking at them and sketching and sketching, how that worked?
1: yeah i mean it's like as with everything it's just practice right like Mm -hmm. you do do a lot and you do it over and over and over and i mean um of course those are not perfect drawn or sketched buildings um they're wonky oh yeah it's your style yeah that's that's part of my style and Mm -hmm. part of what i like um so it's just practice if i see a building um i I dig into it and I sketch it a lot and I, you know, look do at you it take,
0: Do you take, do you take pictures or sometimes you do inside?
1: Um, no, I do picture, I do, mm-hmm. I do take pictures. I don't like um, painting outside or drawing mm-hmm. outside.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Sometimes I sit outside, but, you know, uh, usually the areas or the buildings that I depict are not the ones where you might uh, sit outside mm-hmm. that often, you know. Yeah. Also, it's cold often here, so we're too hot.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: No, I'm not a good like. I don't. I don't like. I tried it, uh, but I'm not. A, I don't. I don't like being outside uh, mm-hmm. when I do my art. I like to do it inside and then think about it. And yeah, and then be...
0: we also have access to all our stuff. Right, <laughs> and we have access to all our stuff, right? right yeah, yeah, and. You know I love the colors that you use but I love your how do you define your style because mm. I see that is um it's for sure representational right um you use a lot of colors but I love that you put this kind of festive vibe to it on the buildings that you do um like you we can see the movement I absolutely love this one um I love this contrast with the vintage paper and all these colors. Like you have blocks of colors and values, and you can see some are sprayed, some are painted. So we can see that you carefully build the blocks. No, like you are building the house, but of course in a, in a painting. Um, so what do you think your style is? How do, how do you know see your style yourself?
1: Um, it's hard to say. Rep- I mean, I guess there's an representor resp- represental
0: <laughs> I know it's hard.
1: <laughs> hey, native speakers! Yay! Here you know. <laughs> <laughs> element to it. I'm just gonna go over it now. <laughs> but of course, the colors are more that how I see the buildings after researching them. This one, for example, is a a corner bodega, and um, I just love the fact that these are always. There's always been something like that in this building, mm-hmm. and they are very important to neighborhoods, uh, especially yes. in the city. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like a. Yeah. It's like the newspaper where you yes. get your information about the the neighborhood. You know, and, and
0: I, I, I don't know. I've been in, I lived in several states, but not all of them, but. I believe this kind of buildings are so New Jersey and New York. Mm-hmm. They are so like, you see them a lot. So right. it's, for example, I've lived in Washington. You don't see buildings like that. That has right. the, what the people call the bodegas and corner stores. Right. Even here so, in Florida, that, that has a lot of Latinos, you don't see that a lot.
1: Right. So there is a lot of things going on. Nowadays, mm-hmm. they also take the packages, you know. So there's a lot of reason to go there, and they are oftentimes a little bridgeway between a supermarket or grocery store, yes. so that if you forgot to buy an mm-hmm. onion, or you're like, oh, I don't have an onion, mm-hmm. you might run into the corner store to get your onion real quick, right? So that's yeah. just incredible. So I love that there's a lot of life, and you know um, a lot of, um, yeah, um, stories, Behind yes, those I love it. I love um, it. That's love, what love, love. Um, yeah, so, and yeah. I,
0: I love your art from. That kind of you have some things about New York and New Jersey. That kind of transition there. I have one of your prints that has this bird on the bridge there, uh, which I love. Is here in my family room, and yeah. um, it just, uh, you know, makes me remember of my time there. Do you do uh, commissions?
1: Um, Actually, one of the paintings that you showed earlier, um, the little carriage house with the stencil that you pointed out, that was one of my uh, first commissions. I usually, I've never done commissions because I find that very complicated. Yeah, that one Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, that I find that a little complicated, you know, as to what people expect Mm -hmm. Um, for that. Particular building, um, it is here in Jersey City, and a former student of mine, um, her niece, lives in that building and got married, and um, or a student of mine, and she w- she knows my style, and she said, I think this would be a wonderful wedding present for my niece and her mm. to be husband, and so I felt very comfortable because I know that she mm-hmm. knows my style, and she, you know, um, yeah, I course. might do more. Um, I find it just interesting with commissions because there's a, you know, it's just like, can you do this color so it fits my sofa and blah, Mm blah, blah. And it's just not really the way how I want to work, um, because, in a lot of things that I do, um, I do this with a purpose, you know, for example, when I do art journaling, I often use my own, uh, products. To show how to use them, but in my paintings, are very, I'm very free. I'm not thinking about, you know, the outcome or um, how it will look in the end, yes, or yes. How, how it is perceived. Yeah. I do it more sometimes. for myself. Yeah. yeah sometimes so when the commission yeah. seems to hinders you a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's um, mm-hmm. why I'm a little bit hesitant of doing more. But I might, I might do more. Mm-hmm. um i find it interesting doing it in compa- in connection with uh, research researching the building etc so it might be a case-by-case thing so mm-hmm.
0: yeah i love this one because also this um here is so representation of the kind of buildings we have in new york and mm-hmm. in some places in new jersey This latter building and they are all one beside the other
1: um, mm-hmm.
0: And especially in New York, and especially in the fancy neighborhoods, you see a lot of interesting buildings like that. When we all watch the sex in the city, we would see them (laughs) sitting in the... the Well, the interesting
1: thing for me is, for example, that most of the times these were not... These used to be fancy uh, areas, and then they were like, eh, out of style. They changed, yeah. And then they were like really bad areas, and now they're coming back to be fancy areas. So that's what I find so interesting that a, a huge amount of different stories were lived in these buildings from people who had servants and, you know, had a middle class income and, and uh, could afford um, servants back then. So they were like in a very good standing and mm-hmm. like, a, you know, different dynamic. And then to uh, some of those buildings um, were squatted or boarding uh, houses, or you know, or like boarded up for many years, and now, now people want to come back, or you know. So it's an interesting mix of what a building goes through. So yeah. I believe that we are just um, we're just adopting a building for a certain kind of time, for a certain t- term of time, yeah, and um, and then we we pass it on to the next person.
0: You know? mm-hmm. And I love the again always these patterns here when you have the patterns um when you are not doing in your uh, letter uh, letter journal Um, Mm -hmm. do you do any classes that teaches uh, this uh, particular um, architecture no i've
1: thought about it and i have been asked many times but it is also again a part of um this is something that i really do for fun and i really enjoy it Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that I do that I, um, I mean, I enjoy teaching and I enjoy all the other parts too. Mm-hmm. But I, once um, someone who is a very dear friend of mine and a great artist said, um, if you're not ready yet to let it go, don't teach it. Yeah. So I'm not ready to let this part of my uh, That's art. fair. I'm still yeah. I'm still, you know, I'm still like going through phases of how I do it, how I connect certain things. Yeah. And I'm not ready yet to let it go and teach it. So mm-hmm. um and that's okay too. Not everything that we yeah, as artists do, we we need to teach. Yeah. So
0: yeah, absolutely. I love all the details and I love, I love that it seems like the, there's people inside because there's lights on the windows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I love all the texture that you use. You use a lot of splatters. And to me, that gives a sense of movement, right? And, mm-hmm. and these this little elements around, you know, I'm very, I'm doing bootcamp too with Julie. And mm-hmm. I'm now just thinking about elements of design. And <laughs> yes, so it's it's fun to yeah see. Julie and
1: I have taught a lot of uh workshops ah, yes together, actually yes we, that was one of our big uh, topics in some of the workshops that we taught um so texture texture is a very important element for me mm-hmm. um of course that's hard to see I mean especially in an art journal you don't have that much texture it's more like visual texture yes uh, not actual texture but in my canvases, yeah. there's I so much you can to, do in
0: the art journal yeah exactly
1: so in my in my um in my paintings on canvas i strive to uh use a lot of i, I want people to almost like want to touch it when they see it yes. in, in real life they're
0: very very beautiful very very oh, beautiful wonderful. and do you think or do you have any influence for your from your german you know growing up and living there you know many years oh i love this chapel here beautiful yeah that's a
1: church that is around the corner and is actually falling. saint john's church yeah. yeah it's a beautiful wow. very historic uh church um
0: and i love that you use purple yeah. because i'm a purple person yeah.
1: <laughs> um, isn't that the color of the year too you should it is
0: happy. yeah i don't i don't follow that too much <laughs> yeah. um, but do Sorry, you I said something about German yeah, do you see an influence from your German you know, background and your culture? Um, um in your art? For example, I think for me as a Brazilian, mm-hmm. um, you know, as we are in boot camp and we are thinking a lot, which is really hard, about our art as a statement. Mm-hmm. I, ca- I come back to my childhood because I think when you live in Brazil, there's no way you cannot think about colors and vibrant mm-hmm. colors, especially for me that grew up in Rio, was born in Rio de Janeiro. And, um, you know, people just know Rio about carnival and all that, but people, Rio is not just that, but <laughs> but it is a big part, right? And we have such influence by um Black culture, because, you know, there is a large, large number of uh, black people there. And a lot of things that are influenced, even food that we eat, a lot of things like that. So we grew up with that strong colors of, you know, um, our, you know, black brothers and sisters. Because, you know, I, I think people don't know, but Brazil has the largest community of black people, you know, uh, after Africa. It's not the United States. So... It's um, it's a very deep connection with color, I think that mm-hmm. we have and with music as well. And that influences as well. So mm-hmm. I was thinking because when I think about German, Germany, I've never been there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I've been close. I've been to the border when I went to um, Switzerland. And I think about this great architecture buildings and this, you know, old Europe style buildings. And I was wondering if, you know, do you think that influenced you or maybe make you attracted to that?
1: Um, Definitely. I mean, that's part of it. Um, I mean, given that we have, a, you know, we have a really horrible history. Um, so there are a lot of uh, cities where I live there. Uh, big parts of the cities are actually very modern because mm-hmm. they were... Um, they were bombed in the, um, in mm-hmm. World War II. Mm-hmm. So if you have like areas that are older, that was just, inter- just interested me. But I think there's also a cultural element because I'm uh, actually half uh, Italian. So I mm-hmm. spend a lot of time as a kid in uh, Italy with family, and there's definitely a different architectural, you know, if, if you talk about old buildings and old architecture, Um, that also interested me always, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, the other thing I think, um, I just, I just had this like really, um, nice quote that I saw somewhere and, um, it spoke to me, oops, I was looking if I can find it, um, to say it the right way. It was from MC Escher and, uh, he said, we adore chaos because we love to produce, um, order. So I think when I use my patterns are often very geometric or orderly. So I think what I do is I go all wild with colors and texture and how I put things together. But then I use something that that kind like buildings, buildings have an order, they have a structure and so mm-hmm. I have certain geometric pattern. I love the juxtaposition of those colors and the wild approach in a way. Um, but then I, I, I try to find some order in it, uh, in the way how I depict it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that might be cultural, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I'm sure, I'm, I'm really sure, I mean, of course. It's
0: interesting to see you, you have a part of Italian. So, explain, it, it explains to me how you're so outgoing and, you know, approachable. <laughs> uh, yes. yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) well you know they are italians are very open and approachable (laughs) i think even more than brazilians um but you know i know your work as you said you did a lot of workshops with julie i think i met you you know not met you like in person but met you through the internet because of julie because i started falling i don't even remember (laughs) when Mm -hmm. i discovered julie's blog and and then she talked about you then i start following you you know from the time you know way, way when when we're good times way beyond years um and you always attract me your colors because again i'm so attracted and i think it's my heritage i'm so attracted to this um not perfect and colorful art and i'm showing here natalie's website which is Natalie's, um, Natalie with THstudio.com. I'm going to put all this in the notes. So she has not just her art, original art to sell, but she has also prints. And um, I would encourage you to take a look. Amazing art there. And um, I also got a print from her. Great quality. So
1: That's the pencil factory, the green one that you just in the middle of. Yes about yeah oh so, wow um, that was that's so that amazing building too
0: yeah yeah i mean new jersey people don't understand like i remember when it's I,
1: smelly and the yeah spreads. exactly
0: when i moved from oklahoma the, uh, there and i was working at the time at the lab in the university because i was doing my degree i started my degree there in oklahoma and I, I worked in the lab as well. So I told people, I'm moving you know, to New Jersey, blah, blah, blah. And, oh, you're gonna go to that smelly place. And I was like, I didn't know New Jersey, right? So when I got in New Jersey, cause I lived um, in the Princeton area, I'm like, it's so My, beautiful yeah. here. Yeah. Why people say that it's so green and like beautiful, beautiful parks. And I'm like, what? Yeah, Yeah. it
1: used to be it used to be um, that a lot of people, you know, like, for example, Julie was um, in New York, right? We knew each other for a long time. And um, it was like a 15 minute uh, it's like like by path. um, That's the subway kind of you you take it into the city and you're in 15 minutes Mm -hmm. in in Manhattan, right? So, yeah, we we Uh, used to park
0: there and take the path to New York because it's cheaper. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> right. And so it's very funny because it used to be that New Yorkers would like rather be dead than going to Jersey um, city. And Julie used to make this joke that she's like, I have to get my shots. And, you know, and like it was a joke, like, please. I, I mean, like a good meant joke between friends. Right. But it's, and it's funny because there's so many people now moving to It's very common. European. Like
0: in Brazil, people have this joke of who lives in Rio and who lives in São Paulo because São Paulo doesn't have beaches; a very industrial city, right?
1: Yeah. And then
0: people make jokes like some some people from São Paulo say that Rio people from Rio don't like to work and they are lazy because of the beach. They spend the whole day in the beach, right? <laughs> And then people from Rio say that they don't know what life is because they don't have beaches and they are polluted (laughs) and blah, blah, blah. So there's always like
1: this here, Jersey City and and New York. Well,
0: and there is also that thing because I say that I was from Central Jersey when I was in. People are like, Central Jersey? There's There's no such a thing. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, there is. I am yeah, from Central Jersey. If you Jersey. talk to
1: anyone who's from New Jersey in that area, they will say that uh, <laughs> my husband is from there, too, and he insists there is a thing like <laughs> Central Jersey.
0: You say. <laughs> I say to this day, I am from no, Central. Yeah. I was in Central well, Jersey. Well, they,
1: we joke here in Jersey City that it's okay that people think it is, like, dirty, and um, we tell people it's full of rats, and, you know, it's Like New York. So that, exactly. That the New Yorkers stay... Where they are, and don't bring the high rents with them, yes. but they have already, so it doesn't yes. really matter.
0: Everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> so I'm showing here your awesome stencils, and oh, thank you. where do you get the inspiration to do them? I just love them, and the reason why I love them, as a person that um do abstract art as well, uh, I love that they are not, like they don't modify my art; they help mm-hmm. my art. Right. Because, for example, as a floral artist, I cannot buy a stencil that is a flower Mm -hmm. because that's going to compete with my own design. You you know what I mean? I need I now in search for things that can give me that texture, that effect. But it doesn't take power over my design. I don't want people to look and say, oh, she used that. Uh-huh. it's you know we know there are some products out there like this that they become like the, the uh-huh. person that did them so I don't like that anymore I mean in the beginning I think it's fine and if you're just doing this for fun it's totally fine we are not condemning that but for us as artists we want to have our identity in our pieces uh-huh. right but we want these tools to help us of course it's fun to do your own stamps I do that but I prefer a stencil to help me uh-huh. out and to give me that texture that at the end, maybe I even cover, but it's there. It's part of, you know, the, the the piece. So I actually have, I don't know if it's this Tokyo stamp, but I have also a foam stamp similar to this Tokyo mm-hmm. stamp, so, which you'll have. Yeah, I'm going to like show later. Oftentimes yeah.
1: I use the design for foam stamps as well because yeah. totally different yes and totally different used um yeah mostly i draw the inspiration Um, this is a good example here so um the tokyo stencil for example that's from traveling so Hmm. uh, not sometimes it's not literal like the the inspiration is not literal but Mm -hmm. um, tokyo is very vibrating and you know, very, very busy, especially when you're in Shibuya, you're there as this um, famous intersection where you have mm-hmm. like five uh, crosswalks coming together. And, mm-hmm. you know, you sit in a, in a cafe on top and you watch this like hustling and bustling and pulsing. And so some of them are literal inspiration from a city that there's like elements um, that I saw like Mm -hmm. in the architecture or in a museum or, you know, these kind of things. And then sometimes there are um, just a feeling and it's mostly from traveling or from, I call it the straw through the hood. So, um, you know, elements that I see in architecture and that's why they have like the Hamilton stencil, for example, that's a very... Um is a stencil that I'm inspired by a park area here and there's mm-hmm. like fences that have yes. come remind um, me.
0: It's very it's would you call them um like graphic? Like graphic Yeah,
1: like geometric. Like I mean again it's this like kind of order that's there, right? Mm-hmm. But then you can break it up. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't have to use the stencil in one piece. You can paint right. over it. You can use it as a starting point. Um, yeah. and
0: you you have your stencils with Stencil Girl as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you have in your store, but you can buy also. I think I bought right. this at the Stencil Girl. I have this one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I like
1: I like to use. You know. Oh, I love this. One. I mean, I'm very I'm very in, inspired also by different areas of time. Like I like art deco um this so one a lot is of very deco. deco the
0: art deco fairview yeah. love um, this one
1: and then but then i'm also very interested in mid-century so i have a very eclectic taste in different mm-hmm. design eras and there's always something that comes up and then that then i'm getting uh, almost obsessed um you know where i'm like oh i really like this let's say Art Deco, and then I, di- I dive into Art Deco in designs. Mm-hmm. I look for des- I look for buildings in Jersey City that are built in that time, apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. I look at the little some, decoration. Yeah. Some
0: of these old houses have some old um, tiles and things that have some amazing yeah. patterns. Mm-hmm. And I love these ones as well, ATC Mixed Up Stencil, because I love them because you can do not just in canvas, but it's great for the art journal. And you can even cut up them if you want, you know, and uh, use them individually. I mean, you can use like this, but um, you know, you can you have that. Yeah, it's a
1: it's a it's a pretty new concept from Stencil Girl that they ask their designers to use some of their stencil and then mm-hmm. the, their smaller in, in the element. And at first, I was like. I'm not really doing ATCs, but I actually use that stencil a lot because Mm -hmm. it has so many different usages and it's also, um, the, it's just smaller in, in the pattern. So you can use the bigger pattern and the small pattern and that creates another visual interest with juxtaposition and, you know, contrast of, um, of shape and uh, of, of size. So that's something that I love to do as well.
0: Do you use, do you use the iPad to sketch this um, stencils or things like that? Do you ever use the iPad?
1: Uh, it's a mixture. So uh, usually some of the foam stems, most of my rubber stems are actually uh, sketched and then the very geometric um, parts are uh, done with the computer solely. Mm-hmm. Like. So yeah. a lot of the, like the hydrant stamp, for example, that's a sketch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the foam stamp next to it, which is actually not all my design. That's a stamp that I did the triple play stamp with my friends, Birgit Copton and um, Marsha Fogg. Yeah. Um, so I have that one. Do, I love it. Right. These are uh, different. Yeah. Done. These
0: are the ones I have here, the mm-hmm. funky foam, yeah, love them, love them to give the little, I'm becoming in love with foam stamps.
1: Yeah, they're I so just... much fun to use. Yeah, and, especially um,
0: for but... me that um, work a lot with um, watercolor, not watercolor, um, I do work with watercolor as well, but acrylics. And yeah. you can use them with oils actually if you use cold wax. So right. it's great to give that impression and texture. So I love is it. easy to clean up. I don't do a good job yeah. at it, but that's okay.
1: Um, <laughs> well, I I clean my my. I know, I know.
0: Yes. I'm a bad person. Um,
1: <laughs> That's okay. You might not use them for the same, uh, you know, things that I use them for. But. You don't have the
0: buildings, foam uh, stamp anymore, or you? Oh, there it is. I love this one. Look at this. It's the church.
1: Yeah. Um. I do, but sometimes they're sold out. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're fantastic.
1: <laughs> this is yeah, the great church for Ur- um,
0: and the Lady Liberty, look at her. All right. It.
1: So these are sketches, but then of course the fence tapes. Sand, and sand, I um, love how,
0: how this Jewett fan, positive and negatives. how you have some videos showing how to easy doing like a whole pattern with them. It's just amazing. Yeah, you can use
1: like, you have two patterns, but then you can also use the back of it. So yes. you have like three Free f- yeah. stamps and more, basically. Yes. And, because um, you can that's use the solid. That I really like is about thinking about how I can kind of like make something that goes mm-hmm. on top of each other yes. and complements each other. Um, that's something where I have a lot of fun, like coming up with something that, you know, has has a different way of, of being used. That's Rika. That's, uh, she's yeah. amazing. I I'm showing the
0: blog and your blog has a lot of content, so if you're interested in Art journal, which um, I love, um, I'm redoing my blog. I changed, I moved to WordPress, and I'm having to move all my stuff, you know, that fun stuff you have to do. No,
1: yeah.
0: And I'm preparing a bunch of my, old, my articles, and I have several articles that I'm going to have on our journal, and and I just love it. And I I use our journal, not just from my mind, but yeah. to meet chess to ideas, what I wanna do on abstract painting. So if you go to Natalie's blog, she has a blog. If you go to Natalie's website, she has mm-hmm. a blog and it's very active because you have a team, right? They're, that mm-hmm. do posts for you and videos and things like that. So it's great because I love when designers do that as well because it give us idea how mm-hmm. to use a particular product because i remember when i bought that same said, do you have an idea how can i use this mm-hmm. um so you know it's great so if you need inspiration please go to the blog oh, look at this fantastic
1: yeah she's so talented um fantastic Rita, she's amazing I love so
0: her. again nataliestudio.com and you can go and see all the articles that she has that she has youtube you know they do youtube videos of the process it's, it's amazing it's amazing um look at that has all the links and everything so it's really fun so if you want a lot of education and you can get to that as well are you not doing the video series with sarah anymore the um sarah matthews I just um, we both stopped.
1: Um, we we probably will start again at some point. It's not gone. It's just.
0: I know um, she was well. busy and she had several things going on for her. Yeah, so. I was just
1: moving. You know, I'm. Reno- I was renovating. And you were you were moving as well. Victorian yeah, Victorian of- house, and we had to renovate. I'm um, also, you know, I I have to say I was kind of like burned out too. Mm. Um,
0: yeah I, you were doing a lot enjoyed, of things yeah not, you were, so, yeah yeah you were um, doing I'm, some
1: i'm taking my time to get back yeah. because um you know creativity can only feed itself when you do also other stuff stuff that is going That's out true. of your own mm-hmm. um you know for walls and we all went through a pandemic etc so yes. i'm enjoying so... doing things that have actually nothing to do with Art. Uh, they will eventually have something to mm-hmm. do with art. Yeah, you were doing. Going up, yeah, you, you know, were doing
0: talks, things. right? You were doing talks, and then you were doing the thing with Sarah. So, I right. mean, you know, I've learned with my son who has special needs that mm. sometimes it doesn't matter. You have to take a break because right. things happen then. Um, he is a priority and sometimes there is a lot going on. There's always some doctor appointment to go or something to, to do. Sometimes, um, even with the podcast, I sometimes have some guests like, when are you going to post? And I'm like, sorry, but it takes a long time for me because sometimes uh-huh. I can spend a whole week and I cannot edit a podcast.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i think especially as a caretaker it's very important to um take care of yourself too Uh, otherwise you don't you you can't do it right like you Mm -hmm. have to uh in an extreme way to say like you have to love yourself in order to be able to love someone else um so Mm -hmm. that means you have to take care of yourself too in order to be able to take care of other people and Mm -hmm. um so i think but i think as
0: a you know, as a business owners, you no, know, sometimes we have that pressure, right?
1: Have mm-hmm. the pressure to
0: commit and to do all things and to be all the time there. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 tough. It's tough, especially when we are doing like moving. I know I've been through this recently also. So it's it's difficult. So here I'm still on the website and I'm showing now. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the classes because Mm -hmm. your website has a lot of classes. So if you're interested in mixed media, if you want to learn about, you know, and I think even if you are a beginner, I think Natalie is a good place for you to stop by because she has something called the Creative Jumpstart, which Mm -hmm. are several artists together that, you know, create a course there. Of course, we are past the time of the... Uh, lunch but you still can buy that but she has also other courses and she has some other courses like little volumes from previous jumpstarts right so you can very affordable like 9.99 so you can have a taste of it and if you like it then you're like i can buy now the big course right so but first before we go and talk about jumpstart talk a little bit about this part of your website this education part of your website that you like to offer there
1: yeah i've been doing online workshops for a long 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 time yeah um and i do love even before the pandemic i love i mean i do love teaching in person too but i do love the um accessibility of online workshops that it's that people have to when you have an in-person um workshop you have the problem of people getting there, having to pay for traveling, having to pay for staying yeah, there maybe. Especially
0: nowadays, There's yeah.
1: Time restrictions, problems, how to have all the supplies there, et cetera, et cetera. So I always loved the for- thought of doing online workshops. I mean, I've been doing doing uh, Creative Jumpstart for 11 years um, and have done our workshops before online probably 13 14 years ago so i really love doing it and so i really love that you can dive into certain topics like this one Mm -hmm. artful adventures with gustav klimt is an art Mm -hmm. journal workshop i have a lot of those artful adventures where we dive into a certain artist and then it's given um through my lens of course and i take like techniques etc mm-hmm. and uh and then we dive into that and i used to do this as a in-person workshop too but we would do several artists mm. in two days and okay. this gives me online an online workshop gives me the ability to dive even deeper into one artist and then have different ideas and expose people i mean gustav klimt is of course someone who a lot of people now right but i have done artists that might be not as uh, prolific or noun mm-hmm. um, and that gives me an op- opportunity to just dive deeper into them I learn a lot when I do that and um, yeah I hope other people do too and I love to do collaborative workshops this one beyond the paper is exactly what it means uh, everything but paper in an mm-hmm. art journal mm-hmm. I did this with my friends Birgit Copes. I have and, to say this is on uh, my wish list this is on Sorry? my wish
0: I have to say, this is Uh, on my wish list.
1: (laughs) It's a fabulous... I mean, if I dare to say so... um, It looks fabulous because... It's so much fun because we really had a blast putting this together, brainstorming and getting inspired by each other in what kinds of different materials to use, Mm -hmm. from plaster to cardboard to, you know, uh, plastic folders, Fabric, um, you name it. Yeah. And
0: if you are um, not seeing the video, but I want to say that when you go to her online workshops, all of them have a little video introduction, which I'm not going to play here because of the sound, but you have a little introduction there. So you can see a sneak peek of the classroom there. so, So people know when you visit. But this class looked amazing to me because I love this concept of, exploring uh, yeah exactly exploring I think that
1: for me and you said that before too about art journaling um, art journaling is not so much about the journaling part for me it is about warming up before exploration, I exploration yeah. but also to explore new ideas mm-hmm. or techniques or uh dive a little deeper into things and so uh this was a great workshop um because it actually also forced Um, Birgit, Marsha and me to kind of like dive deeper into this concept Mm -hmm. of getting away from paper and how to how to make that pliable that you use different materials and substrates and create an art journal.
0: So here in the class this is what got me interested and very curious when maybe I need more time for this class but it's like graphics duralar you know i have this thing with duralar i actually have some duralar because i'm very curious i remember how someone said to me look if you want to be an artist you have to choose or do paint flowers or you do this you cannot do everything and i'm like i can't i like a lot of things i like to explore materials i like and i think they all gonna end up on my art right so I bought this Duralar, and I had no idea what to do with it. I just bought it, <laughs> but but you guys use Duralar, and use a fabric, use faux leather, leather, Tyvek. Tyvek is also something that I used a long, long time ago. And yeah, I think
1: the the part that I feel is so important, uh, especially when you like mixed media art and to explore different materials is. Mm-hmm. Um, a, thinking about subs, substitutes for what is used, right? So let's say you don't have a uh, graphics Duralaw. You can see if you find something that's similar to it, you could mm-hmm. use uh, protection sheets, or, you know, we talk about that in the class as well. Um, or if you don't have papyrus, you can see what else you want to explore and then mm-hmm. use a similar technique, so it's not just about using that particular, we don't want you to buy exactly oh, okay. that yeah. material. But and it's, it's know so the possibilities, right? The classes, let, me, let me just like um, say that before, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, is that it's so important to also um, through a workshop realize what you like and what you don't like. But you can only learn that if you try things that you haven't so used true. before. So you might be like, Uh, like for me personal for example i love exploring the um plastic in my artwork but i actually don't really want to use it Mm -hmm. like it's fun to play with it but there are a lot of um areas where i just don't i just don't want to purchase plastic for for example for environmental Mm -hmm. reasons i don't want to do that right but i had a lot of fun doing that I don't judge other people that do that or want to do that. Just don't get me wrong. But Mm -hmm. I think I really learned that by doing these things. And I'm like, yeah, that's really cool, but it's not me. And I think that's what's so important about taking workshops, is that you learn um, how it can bring you further. And also, if you learn that you don't like a specific technique or material, That's gold, like for me, that's gold to know that. And then I'm like, okay, been that, done that. I can put that in my folder of, I tried it, I branched out and now I know I don't have to do this anymore. Someone else can use this, you know, give away your materials or tools, right? So Mm -hmm. I think that's a very important part of uh, taking workshops as well.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It's all about exploration. I mean, mm-hmm. you can only find yourself as an artist or what you want to use if you explore the materials and know what you want to do. Like, I love fabric, not mm-hmm. fabric. I, I actually, I am a frustrated person because I never learned how to sew properly because I would love to learn how to sew, you know. I hear you. <laughs> and I had a sewing machine I sewed before moving, so, you know, we had to, Give or sell a lot of things because we were paying the moving ourselves. But I did some bags. I, I loved to do bags. Um, mm-hmm. But I always had this frustration that I I would like to learn how to do clothing and things like that. But in this moment in my life, I don't have time to that. And I I also mm-hmm. get frustrated. You don't see local classes for that anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and but I think you. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to use fabric on my art, like on my kim-. And I tried once, well, let me tell you, it's in my garage waiting for me to just tear it up because I hate it. So I hated how it looked. It looks awesome with other people using it, but when I tried myself, it just, I didn't feel it. I, I just, I hate it. So, you know, you, you have to, you have to explore so when we, we have other cast, but I wanna talk about Creative Jumpstart because that's what the name is. So if you are wanna again explore and get help with your you know, maybe just start even with our journal, mixed media, and you have um, several artists and you have a theme. This year is creating connections.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a great, I think it's a great uh, workshop. Um, 38 downloadable video lessons. Yes. There were uh, also bonus lessons by some of the teachers, some really wonderful, wonderful teachers. I call it like a Tupper's bar. It's a Tupper's bar or smurgis board of, mm-hmm. you know, different styles little and bit of, ideas. Yeah, a little bit of and everything. A taste of it. And then you can also decide maybe to go to one of the other teachers and take a class with them later, Um, and you can take it in real life, which a lot of people did. We had like I think 1,300 students in January taking it in real life. But you can also take it, you know, um, at your own pace. It will go away, so it won't it won't be um, you know for sale that much longer, just a couple uh, months and then in Je- in November, you can't download the videos anymore. Mm-hmm. But if you buy it now, you could still download all the videos, uh, share your work. We're still looking at, you know, the teachers and um, people are still looking at the um, gallery and what you upload. You can share your work. So uh, it's I, I think it's I mean, of course, I'm biased, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: but I think the teachers
1: did a great job yeah yeah,
0: it's a great concept and you also like it says here there is a series of 38 techniques and Mm -hmm. it's awesome because you know I think it's it's not overwhelming and if you are new to this and and, you know just want to get something just to take your mind out of it and they are short lessons right Mm -hmm. because it's is what the name says it's just to give you that jump start you get the materials you get to know the material and and do something fun and at the end you probably have a book of all these techniques for you
1: yeah i mean it's not that um the The important thing to notice is that the videos are about, um, you know, 8 to 12 minutes long. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't mean that you necessarily will be able, if you would take that same approach to make Mm -hmm. the artwork, you won't be able, in most cases, to do that in 8 or 10 or 12 minutes. It -hmm. will take you, uh, in some cases, even like a couple more days, but Mm -hmm. the reason why I like or why I always wanted people to do it in a short form, which is a little challenging for some teachers, is because I want the students to do. Like, I don't want yeah. them to watch a video for free hours. Uh, I want them to see something to get sparked by this, what's, what's being shown. And it can be mm-hmm. that you want to replicate the very same thing, or you just take a little bit of that video, and you go and you take it with your own materials and your own approach. Um, so I want your time not to be wasted through creative jumpstart by watching the video. I want you to actually go into the studio and create. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a that's often a problem that I often have myself too. It's like easier to do the research and watch videos and you know take the class, mm-hmm. but not taking the class. Yeah, it's a workshop. So the work is in the pudding have to do it yes. right in order to make something. So I think um, that's what my main goal is with all my videos. They're mm-hmm. very condensed, and I know some people like it when it's longer. Um, so if you like a very step-by-step and longer video, that's not wrong. But then that might be not for you. It's mm-hmm. like really condensed, very short, to get you hopefully to be like, yeah. I want to try this. Yeah, right?
0: techniques and get you going. Um, Right, and why, when you have this theme, like create connections, right, is the theme Mm -hmm. this year. So, what does that mean for the teachers when you have that theme, like when I have a theme
1: or the that theme? Yeah, when you
0: say to them the theme this year is Mm going to be uh, creating connections, what do they have to do for that theme?
1: Um, They are very, I usually leave it very open for the teachers because Mm I, I, as we talked earlier about commissions and I said that I don't like to be hindered in what I do or how I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't want to hinder my uh, artist. And I think it, but I think it is fun to have a theme to kind of like get your creative juices going. Mm -hmm. So in this instance, um, I say, here's what I feel, this is the theme of the time for me, especially after the pandemic, you know, um, we are here and try to start creating new connections, maybe old connections. And um, it is interesting to me to see how uh, the, the artists are interpreting the, um, the theme. So some take it very literally. So they think about, okay, how can, you know, materials connect? some took it like how can design elements connect how mm-hmm. then others are how do i connect with my alt artwork and make new connections mm. uh, right that's a good one. Uh, a lot of people took it um literally more in a personal emotional part and say how do i make connections to friends family history mm-hmm. right um create art with that in mind so i think making it open but giving a theme and then having so many different artists that show so many different skill sets and ideas but also a huge variety on how to think about that theme that's what makes it for me so invaluable um, because it opens it opens it for me again so Mm -hmm. I'm I'm having an idea of course why I'm doing this theme every Mm -hmm. year Um, Not this theme particularly, but any theme. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of describe what that could mean. Mm -hmm. And then I get the artist to do their own thing. And they come back and I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. Someone thought, how do I make like literal connections between, you know, the materials on the page? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, how do I make a connection with some, some piece that I found and found object? to something that is dear to my heart or a person that's dear to my heart. So I love that we're so different and I think that's where it's personal. I, I believe in personal art. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that your artwork has some personal meaning. That actually defines your style and your that's make that makes the yes. artwork you, right? Yeah. And having a variety of people being able to express themselves in the way they want um, that's my goal. So the theme is very loose to give it a, like a little house, yeah. and then the, what they do in their own rooms, that's that's up to them. Yeah. But what connects us is the the structure of the workshop. In this case, the theme.
0: Yeah, I love the. It's very cool. I love the concept. I love the concept. So again, if you wanna see all that we talked about, I'm gonna put in the notes. But it's NatalieStudio.com. Natalie with T H. Um, and Natalie, do you have something as we add for the next months ahead that you know it's going to come up or you're just taking it easy this year?
1: Uh, no, I'm actually, I can't really say anything specific, but I'm working on a new workshop and I'm also working on uh, a couple new products, stencils, foam oh. stamps and rubber stamps so um but it's like too early to actually like it's not sent in or anything yet
0: (laughs) not (laughs) even the workshop cannot give a hint no it's gonna be
1: something in the artful adventure uh um range and it is an artist that's very well known so (laughs) which is good and bad because you 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 know i'm so i'm in the research, research phase first where I'm like, OK, how can I uh, take this artist's approach and or style and, you know, then apply that to what I do, right? Yeah. Or what i like to explore. So um, it's it's an interesting phase, but it's also very boring because you don't have anything to share.
0: <laughs> or you cannot share so as well, people yes. are going to know what it is, right? right?
1: But I, I like this process.
0: Um, you know, I went to see Frida Kahlo Exposition here on the local Palm Beach Museum and boy, it was emotional and I know from the time you guys, you and Julie lived close, you guys would go a lot to the museums Um, and I'm even thinking to do a membership there because I left the museum with a new appreciation for Frida, but like I wanted to learn more about her and like bought books and bought her diary. And oh, yeah. I bought everything that I could.
1: <laughs> Speaking of a real yeah. uh, art journal, right? Like yeah. that diary. Yeah, she has
0: stuff. a diary with that she yeah. wrote and they scanned everything and, and you have that. And um, I bought two biographies and I bought um, our official museum print there when I was there. she's in my dining room beautiful how do
1: you feel that influenced you for your artwork like what like could you tell that something happened like did sometimes I come from a museum and I can tell that I was highly inspired by something
0: first I didn't know that Frida had a lot of sketches so the first room when you entered the the thing was the sketches and when I started looking at the sketches they were so provoking because she really criticized you know she was very vocal about political things and about the U.S. and she had one that was the Statue of Liberty and she had all these things to say about it and and another ones were about you know Mexico and what was going on at that time and others were you know her personal struggles and and I thought, was like, wow. So you entered the thing already knowing, like, she, like, sat down and scribbled these thoughts. And then as you go in the art, and I think people thought I was crazy. Because, you know, I use oils and she used oils. So I would get so close to see, like, the strokes. And, like, almost, like, my nose in the camera. <laughs> and people probably, like, what is she doing? Um... But it was just like, to me, it was powerful because she opened herself so much in her art. So it left Uh. me with a message that it is okay to tell what you are in your opinions, Uh. in your art, right? To be vocal, to be expressive. And um, I actually... um, Want to go back more to do our journals for my blog, and I want to be more of what my mind is thinking, what mm-hmm. is going on, and and also as a person, I mean, not even close to Frida, but as a person that has uh, mental health issues, is to see her pain and to mm-hmm. see they they had her uh, medical things there, the things that he, she used on her chest and. Mm-hmm. Um, they also had pictures of how her bathroom was and, you know, the difficulties and they have to have things in the bathroom. And they had a picture there that was she, they had the painting, and then they have a picture mm-hmm. on the side that she she painted that in bed, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes I, I stopped so much in front of that, and I actually bought the print. It was Diego in my mind. She has herself in this, you know, robe, and then she has Diego over here in her forehead. And for people, it can seem weird, but I got it. Mm. I got it, what she was trying to say there. But when I saw that, I thought, wow, despite her pain, despite her disability, she was there painting. And I bet that she was painting in bed because it made her forget her disability and her pain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? So mm-hmm. it proves that when I left that, it, it made me so happy inside because it was like, I am doing something good. I am doing mm-hmm. something that helps my mind and my particular problem. But that art really helps you mm-hmm. to be mindful in that time, in that time, that minute that she was there. I believe so hard that she forgot mm-hmm. everything. And she just wanted to create, right? Yeah. And her love and her sayings about Diego and their struggles, which you can read more in her books, but it is, I mean, if you just see her art, you don't realize if you, if you, I know this exhibition is going around. So if you have a chance, go see it. Mm -hmm. And go on the internet, there's the Frida Kahlo Foundation and, you know, go read her story. It's just so powerful. A life of struggles and pain.
1: Yeah, I think this is my favorite part. I mean, and of course, that's part of what I feel is art about is when you have an artwork that you can connect so uh, dear, like so strong that it Mm -hmm. provokes feelings. They can Mm -hmm. be... Good feelings or bad feelings right mm-hmm. it can be also you hate you hate that artwork and that's mm-hmm. that's actually also something that sh- yeah. that it shows you mm-hmm. and i always um i mean i don't know if that is true for my artwork but that's what gets me most and inspires me most uh, i was going I mean, to say
0: that. this I think, I think it is and because every art has I believe it brings emotion, right? Every art. Mm-hmm. And you may think, well, is architecture, my work. But I have to say, your print that I have here, every time I look at it, I pass by sometimes and I look, I remember New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I remember the good times I had there. Yeah. It makes me feel warm. So whatever connection, because, again, we don't know the connection that people are going to have with our art. Exactly, yeah. You, you yeah. were not thinking about that when you created that right? But everybody connects in a way. Even if it's just, I believe, I try to do colorful work, and I always say all my things, I want to bring you happiness. Uh-huh. And whatever else, if you don't have stories, or if you don't are deep like that, you just like it because it's pretty, that's fine. Because I believe that sentiment that you like in the colors or whatever will bring you happiness uh-huh. every time, Look, because I feel that uh-huh. every time I look at the pieces I have here. Uh-huh. I... I feel the connection every time I look at Frida in my house, right? It's just amazing. I think whatever art we do, we're gonna, f- the art is gonna find itself to the people that connect with it, and the people that connect gonna have whatever story it is.
1: Yeah, I think, and, and it's also important to see that sometimes um, it's it's a cultural thing too um, when you look at art because you asked before how my culture. My background is, you know, represented in my work, and I think for me that's also something that's very important. I may look at some artwork in a different way uh, than another person, right? Yes. So, for example, um, yeah, Julie and I used to go to the museum very often, and you probably uh, we have different to... views, right, of the same. Right. Area. So when when I see a German art, artist like uh, a Pock, uh, um, <clears throat> I have a, I I know instinctively like oh this is a painting that deals with the like you know divide between east and west germany or something Mm -hmm. like that while maybe julie in that moment would stay there and say wow this is this is really cool with the material which is you know that's about the design yeah right Um, so that's very interesting and we had it in in a different way too when i looked at paintings by lawrence and I didn't really know him. And there he was painting about the great migration. Um, and she, she asked me what I see in those paintings. And I didn't have that cultural, you know, growing up in, in, in America. So it, w- it didn't dawn on me yet before I knew more about the time or, or why, when he was painting it and what the topic was about. So that's also very interesting that, um, you know, depending on where you come from, you, you, or your personal story, you see art so differently, and that's what's so mm-hmm. uh, amazing about it. And that's why we have to go out and even look at artwork that we might uh, yeah. think that it's not really interesting. It's to totally us,
0: different right? than we do, right? Because Frida, right. she didn't—I mean, she painted herself.
1: <laughs> right. So yeah.
0: it's you may think, oh, what it has to do with what I create? You can always connect yeah. with something. Uh, you can uh, always. So if you have an opportunity, go to your local museum because it's you're going to... And I left there and there were so many other expositions that I didn't see that day. But I, I, I'm seriously going to do... I want to do Sundays to take to myself and just go mm-hmm. there and see that they have a nice garden. And you just go around and take my notebook and write what I thought about things. It's, mm-hmm. it's just in my in my plan. but. Natalie, again, thank you so much. You were so, so kind to do that again. I appreciate. No <laughs> and it was great that this time we could show your art and uh, talk about deeply about it and showing your courses and everything. I so appreciate. So I'll let people know that I think a better way to know what your things are happening with you is to maybe check your Instagram, right?
1: And yeah, or sign up for my newsletter. Yes, um, yes. Don't worry about me that I'm a little bit more quiet on Instagram. That only means that I'm doing stuff.
0: In Other things in the works. <laughs> um, yes, so I'll put all the links. But please, I uh, if you uh, have a chance listening to this lady and were not able to watch the video, um, check her Instagram. You're going to be highly inspired uh, by her work there. Uh, there's a lot of beautiful buildings to see there. Um, i don't know maybe a princeton future building there (laughs) Um, um, princeton architecture is amazing i don't know have you been there yeah 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 it's it's just amazing amazing so anyway natalie thank you so much thank you so much for having me again
1: i loved chatting with you again
0: yeah of course thank you so much Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate you listening to the podcast all the way here to the end. And I would like to thank you so much and to help us spread the word about the podcast. You can share on Instagram and tag me. I would love to share as well and take a screenshot and tell me what you're doing, why you're listening to the podcast. Or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it if you could do that. It really helps spread the word about the podcast. I will talk to you on the next episode.